Hi everyone, welcome to Hostile Reconnaissance, Hip Hop Killed My Wife. Today we're looking at the best opening tracks in hip hop history. So three tracks each that we believe to be the strongest or most impactful openers uh, to an album in hip hop. I'm Is joined today. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to introduce you there. Oh there, shit, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go on, carry on. You, you introduced I was me. Say, I'm joined by Marcus. <laughs> And I say something now, yeah. Okay, yeah, yes, hi. Hi. Yeah, hi. Hi. <laughs> this is why you should introduce yourself. Yeah. Nah, you're so much better than me. I, no, I feel no, no. I feel stressed already. Um, yeah, is that, so what, is that what we're doing though? Yeah, yeah. The, the, doing, the best, the best first tracks. track. Opening tracks, right? Opening yeah, tracks. All right, okay. So I was this thinking is, this, go on, this go is on. the best run of tracks to begin an album oh fuck are you serious because i've done a different topic to you i've done the best opening tracks oh man well that's a whole different that's a whole different thing do you know, I, let's do both i think let's oh, do both dude, i completely you, i didn't realize that com- ah, this works it works so you're coming at it from the best track straight off the bat boom mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. i'm going from like the best run of opening so mine are not just a single track it's mm. the it's like the first two or three into an album Ah, see, well, I just, I didn't understand the question then. I thought it was the best opening track. Or I didn't either. <laughs> and the thing is, we set the question, which is that's right. slightly embarrassing. I mean, think about that. So, yeah, so with it, these albums are going to be, it's going to be, well, I can't, I'm just being generalizing now, but contemporary hip-hop or contemporary music in general doesn't have a great album culture people make singles or kind of promos and stuff don't they but back in the day an album was a story you know concept albums uh, storytelling albums uh, they weren't just a selection of radio hits they were actually cohesive pieces of work that needed to be listened to in that particular order if it was on a tape you have to turn it halfway through right and that was there was a yeah. reason that was the interval that in, in the old films um, so the opener is so important to setting the mood, isn't it? It's just such um, a statement for anything, right? It's um, I think in hip hop culture, especially where it is a, such a storytelling genre um, in its in its truest form, um, the opener sets the whole tone. So yeah, and that could be. I've, I've, I've looked at it in terms of the opening, you know, track, and I've been really particular about that as well. Now I'm really okay. annoyed because I was I I have ruled out a lot of great options simply because the opening quote-unquote track was a skit right yeah so i've done it where the opening track is a you know a piece of music that is a track so i've had to rule out say nas new york state of mind because it's track two <sighs> yeah 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 so i've got i've really gone like really pedantic with it and you're gonna come and you could probably just say the whole of illmatic because that's 10 tracks of just fucking fire in it <laughs> well do you know what what i've also done i i've well i say that i've taken classic albums and i've tried to ignore them because it's not and we've talked about this before about um the idea of uh like with mountains where you've got some mount- mountains that look are on their own look really big don't they mm-hmm. so you get that first track on the album it's amazing but then the rest of the album's rubbish but where you've got uh, an album where like every single one is you know it's like the himalayas there's just literally peak after peak of just huge mountains it's difficult right. to see from a distance one sticking above the other uh, the idea of prominence in so- geology um there you go um <laughs> But yeah, so like I tried, I tried to stay away from the classic albums because the classic albums are already going to be full of classic tracks. 
So no, you're just making. I was gonna say you're just making this shit up as you go along, but that's precisely what we fucking do. So I can't really call you out for that. It's like, <laughs> it's like next week, next week we're gonna say I don't know, best I don't know, best fucking I don't know. Or uh, you know, well, you know, as you said, we would just be literally. It would be like yeah, it's Ilmatic, and then kind of moving on, or it would be like I don't know. Um, well, in fact, the one I have in fact got on my list is um, with my slightly different question. Go for it. Straight out of Compton. Um, track one. Track one. Well, no, track one, track two, track three. Straight yeah. out of Compton, fuck the police, gangster, gangster. You know, yeah, yeah. Three track hit. That's yeah. pretty good. I mean, just straight out of Compton on its own is just yeah. what a way to kind of introduce yourself. That's, that's important. It, it's on my short list. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was on my short list, but I kind of another funky drummer um sample. Yeah, it's um, massive. Like, Politically, sociolo- yeah. sociologically speaking, culturally nineteen eighty eight, it changed rap forevermore. It changed music. Yeah. It changed American culture. It it changed the world. Well I tell I tell you what, I'm gonna have that as one of my three. I think it's important, yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna have that as one of my three of, of best intro to an album, as Stop. in three tracks tell so, me about it let's talk about it that, yeah. that, that's, that, that deserves its due let's talk about it 1988 this band <laughs> niggas with attitude fuck me what an opening you are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge Yeah, debut album. Already caused a bit of a stir, hadn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, guy from the streets, um, you know, who was a, a basically a dope dealer mm-hmm. um, and had got some clout on the streets, Easy e You've got Dre, who was in, and Yella, who were in, what was the name of their group? Where they dressed up in their shiny leather suits. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what was Dre's first group called? I can't I should remember. remember. I should have read. I've read a book. I've seen the film. I should remember this shit, but it didn't strike. Yeah. Oh, I remember I Cube know. being like middle class, right? Cube wasn't like yeah. a street hustler at all. Well, was he, he was. He was from. He wasn't from Compton, was he? He was from. Um, from a nice suburb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, cr- class wrecking crew. Yeah. Yeah. That was it, and they, you know, that was kind of a bit more discoy, dancey kind of. For real. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, and you got Ren, who was hard. Like, you yeah. know, in fact, we had the episode where we talked about underrated yeah, MCs. Yeah, he deserved a shout out. Sure. Oh yeah. How is he? Yeah, we we definitely missed one with that because Ren is. Hard. I mean, you're gonna hate me. I would say he's possibly the best rapper in NWA. <laughs> Yeah, but then you also said that Rakim didn't rap enough on Paid in Full, so anything you say now, I take with no, a pinch of fucking salt. No, 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 Ice I said it. I, it was, Ice yeah, Cube's w- a better rapper. But one, Ren is a good oh. storyteller. Ren is a good storyteller, but Ice Cube's a great storyteller. Oh, you know what? Ren, I mean, Ren is good, but he hasn't got the volume of output that Cube has got. That's what holds him back. No, that's fair. I think that's fair. a fair comment. But he is but, good. He is good. Yeah, they're, well, they're both... It's like comparing, you know, would you like... Uh, an ice cream or cake I like both um, they're different and I might want different at different times but they're still both great do you, um, do you know why you didn't talk about him in the previous episode about underrated rappers I'll tell you why you didn't get onto Ren uh, can I can I can I predict what you're going to say yeah it's because it was in the 80s and not in the 96 to 98 period that, no, no, that I only talk about no no oh, it's because okay. you spent 10 minutes talking about fucking Edan <laughs> <laughs> whose album I have now downloaded and listened to in snippets and it's pretty fucking good actually I must say yeah <laughs> 
Primitive Plus or something, right? Yeah, yeah, Primitive Plus is first yeah. album. Yeah, it's a good, good album. <laughs> I won't say a word about him again. If we start talking about fucking Edan, it's going to turn into the Edan loving. So yeah, back to Ren. Okay, yeah. So Ren, hard as, na- you know, hard as nails. He's, yeah. he, you know, you've got Dre, you've got Yelly, um, Arabian Prince. I'm not even sure what Arabian Prince actually did, but... But like Jerobi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, anyway. I'm, I was thinking actually this week, I was thinking, what actually did Ali, uh, Shaheed Muhammad actually do? No, like, you know, if you think Q-Tip was doing most of the pr- production work, he... Yeah. Uh, who's, he's seen as the producer, isn't he? Like, Q-Tip is the producer yeah. for Tribe. Like, Ali, I mean... I'm, but then, then you hear like stuff like Lucy Pearl and all that kind of stuff. I was and the amazing say, on the dance tonight, oh, yeah, dude, he's, dude's slick, man. But yeah, he's just yeah, yeah. it's tips, anyway, it? anyway, straight out of Compton. First track, uh, what is it? It's about four minutes of just violence. Straight fire. out of Compton. Fucking fire! Yeah. Just the only thing comparable would have been something like obviously they took they'd lead from like Scooby D and that kind of, or Ice T and that kind of gangster image. Yeah. But like the only thing comparable would have been the East Coast Public Enemy. But com- there was something really, really aggressive about Compton, wasn't it's, it? It's visceral, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, man. It, it is banging. I mean, the, tune. It's banging. the video that goes with it. Mm. I mean, and it's as an introduction for a band oh, of a group. As, as an opening, and as you said, the oh. first LP. So it's not only the first track, but it's the first LP. I mean, it's it's a yeah. landmark moment. It should be in my top three. Uh, the reason it's not is because I've just done this purely on my own whimsical kind of pace. And I knew, <laughs> but I knew it was going to come up. I fucking knew it's huge. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I chose it because if you think straight out of Compton, fuck the police. Fuck the police. Again, th- we're talking about a society changing track yes absolutely those Good. two those two together especially I mean yeah, Gangster Gangster is a decent track but, but the in first comparison two, yeah. the first it doesn't, two. isn't quite up to the same level as those first two but they are just <laughs> unbelievable yeah. So you got Cube, you got Ren, you got uh, DOC writing uh, the lyrics for Easy E. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, they so are just. Yeah, you've got James Brown samples yeah. in there, you've got. Um, it is just it is a Funkadelics in there yeah it's awesome it's Dre at his very best it's said yeah. and Dre you talk about mountains Dre has set a mountain and he's never oh. really looked down as he he's never looked back I mean he's just one of the best producers top five probably most rappers would say that I guess well look at his output I mean yeah. he's how many people have at least three of the greatest albums mm. of all time Perfectionist, yeah. He's not Primo, but he's good. He's not Primo, you're right. <laughs> Primo just goes and does it for anybody, doesn't he? I think that's Primo's the, fucking brilliant. We, yeah, we're segueing brilliant. again. But yeah. yeah, I think my first my first pick for best sort of intro to an album, in fact, whole intro to a career, is is Straight Outta Compton by NWA. Um, I don't, I, is it, I, don't, I, I have a on. contender for that. Okay. For a career... 
Yeah, okay. Now you no, don't get me wrong. Sociologically, culturally, all those all those reasons, NWA would win this, and Jr. Compton is the most important. Any sociologist or cultural theorist would say yes. But uh, so I've got again. Not I didn't think of it in terms of you like ignoring the the classic albums. I mean, Straight Outta Compton is a classic album. I'd yeah, say. Is, yeah. But um, I I have a contender for that. I chose something that I think reinvented what hip hop could be or could do. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm listening. So it's a similar genre, similar kind of subgenre of hip hop. So it's that kind of aggressive one. It is 1993 Wu Tang Clan Bring the Ruckus. Shaolin shadow boxing and the Wu Tang sword style. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu Tang could be dangerous. Do you think your Wu Tang sword can defeat me? On guard. I'll let you try my Wu Tang style. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. That is, when you, you know, you we had an idea for an opening for an album. Like, you know, you said um, there's a question, not opening for an album, a what the fuck moment. Like, what the fuck? When you thought, yeah. oh my God, that was on my list for that then. Because this thing happened. Like, I remember when I got told about it, but I was at a restaurant as a kid. Like, I remember some friend <laughs> of a friend said, oh, you want to check out the Wu-Tang? Can you give me a tape? And as you put it on, you're like, oh no, this guy's giving me the wrong tape because it's Shadow, Shaolin Shadow Boxing and the Wu Tang Sword Style. Like, this, this, this is the wrong tape. Like, he's, he's giving me a recording of something wrong. And I remember <laughs> this thing just drops, bring the motherfucking. Ro-. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then that beat just drops and Ghostface starts, you know, catch the blast of a hype verse. And I remember sat there jaw dropped dude my jaw dropped yeah. I was like I didn't know because I grew up on Kung Fu flicks and stuff my dad we always watched these kind of like you know um, Drunken Master all this kind of Jackie Chan all that kind of Bruce Lee stuff growing up and so I was like hip hop doesn't do this like this isn't what these are black guys in America they don't do that they do like you know other stuff they do like yeah. you know can I kick it and stuff right <laughs> but they don't do this and so talk about making a statement like you know east coast like i'm lost for words still i think that wu-tang clan track talk about introduction to a group or an album again similar to nwa right that was the opening track of that was the world's introduction to this thing called the wu-tang clan and even the name the wu-tang clan i mean i only found out recently that in that opening kind of like sound by shaolin shadowboxing the wu-tang sword star if what you say is true you know that rizza like sample like two three different films to do that it's not yeah. from one exit i thought it was one exit oh yeah yeah, yeah. he stitched all the all he stitched the... those together so yeah. even then he's fucking sampling and it's little like the it's and the sound like I heard Q-Tip on a pod recently talking about the sound he got and the dirty and grittiness of that oh, sound yeah. I mean just after you hear Public Enemy and you hear NWA and stuff you think sonically what can be done different in hip hop what can happen and then you have this genius called the RZA well the genius is the Jizza but I mean the ABBA fucking hell Marcus I just like I know sociologically Straight Outta Compton is more important without that you probably don't even have the Wu-Tang Clan to be honest but yeah. what RZA did to this day it, I, I'm still I'm, it, you know when I put it on now my jaw still drops yeah I don't know what you make of the Wu-Tang would it make your short did it come into your short list or um, it, do you know it, it didn't it was one of those that I, I kind of I tried to ignore because it was a, a classic you know I didn't 
I'll be honest, you know, I didn't have Straight Out of Compton on my list because it is because it's a classic, but you know, because we kind of mentioned it, um, it, it's on my list now. You're always searching for Edan. That's going to be the title of your fucking book. Like, oh, I don't like paid before because Rackham Money Rhymes fucking joke for like a minute. Oh, fuck yeah, hell, yeah, but dude. seriously, come oh, on. God, it's a four-minute track. <laughs> Like, I can't even. Yeah. Why do you do this to yourself? Why you searching for Eden, man. Go on, go on, tell me why you ignored it. Tell me that's why you ignored it. That sounds like my sex tape, which sounds even worse, right? Um, yeah, no, I. And, see, that, I, you, I, I completely agree. What a great opening to an album and a career for. And oh. it, so when you, t- you you've got that kind of sample, you've got the the kind of weird, dark, echoey, oh, reverb, you know, bring awesome. a motherfucking rock, you know, that bit in the yeah. kind of the background. But when Ghostface starts, he doesn't start in a normal place. Nope. He starts as if the conversation has already been carrying on, and yep. then you're just kind of joining in, and it's just like whoa, and you're immediately in the middle of that, and you feel like you're yeah. kind of surrounded. It's like uh, in a cipher. You're in the middle of a cipher. Yeah. You're being sonically fucking abused from 360 yeah. and the I mean I, I you know love the Wu-Tang I grew up like you grew up with the Wu-Tang I remember in my Ford KA as a newly <laughs> passed driver that's right I was that cool windows down um, enter the Wu- uh, 36 chambers blasting out um, in, you know in rural Lincolnshire where no one had seen a black person let alone you know heard of one <laughs> anyway and bring um, the who bring, bring yeah. who what, what, what exactly is a ruckus is that like a rucksack anyway nobody talks like that um, and yeah just as much as I love you know that is that is a fantastic album and the th- reason why I mean we talked about like the first episode we talked about um, like ranking the Wu-Tang rappers no, I, I ranked the Wu-Tang you just went on about how Master Killer is like the greatest thing since sliced bread he, he's good and Killer Priest is really good I don't, didn't think he got enough mention anyway and you God like I've, I've gone back and I've listened to more yeah, yeah. of the later stuff and I you yeah. know I rate him really highly anyway we move on is he um, better than Method Man as well? Uh, without a shadow of a doubt yeah. um, <laughs> I think at the end we both agreed we had a list and Method Man was in the top six nine yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no it was so like listening back to the, the W and to um, Iron Flag don't stop it and, Marcus and, that's the thing and the sounds were clean you know it was this yeah. clean almost like pop hurts my feelings man yeah I mean even Wu-Tang Forever is is <sighs> significantly cleaner than Enter the 36 Chambers oh cleaner yeah yeah. I was going to say that we say significantly worse but no it's uh, no, 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 cleaner no, no, no. And too long it's, but cleaner yeah well it's two, two discs isn't it um, yeah with a double LP but the, the sound changed and I think that was one of the you know I don't know I don't know how you keep that kind of same dirty horrible gritty mm. sound throughout your career but, it, it was, but you're right yeah. that what a great what a great start to an album Fuck and to a, to a to a legacy to a legacy yeah, to yeah. a shift to a shift in culture I mean that's that inspired the whole Kill Bill aesthetic Kill Bill 1 especially yes. you know he did the soundtrack I mean Rizzo changed the, he is the fucking abbot he is the well, abbot. Know, I was I was just thinking while you were talking at the beginning about about this and I was thinking there's I know there's that kind of overlap with Tarantino but the the kind of pop culture reference mm-hmm. and almost um, idolization of uh, like a, another pop culture or another culture is very Tarantino-esque, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wu-Tang, Tarantino, they're both this kind of um, 
uh, I don't know what's the best way to describe it. There's, they're so focused on that uh, a particular aesthetic and a particular style of almost comic book. Yeah, pastiche. It's, it's pastiche, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, and it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just they wear so many masks. I mean, they explicitly wear masks. I mean, yeah. you know, they just in the, the album cover and stuff. It's um. It's just, yeah, I mean, you look at something like Straight Out of Compton, which is, you know, supposed to be a, 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 more or less ostensibly a, a, a depiction or um, articulation of street life, right? A street knowledge yeah. of what it's like to be in that West Coast of the United States. And, you know, most of the hip hop we looked at is obviously East Coast, New York centric, you know, the Nazis and so on, and yeah. Wu Tang. A public enemy. But Wu Tang, they, they, from Stat, okay, remember, they're from a forgotten borough. Staten yeah, yeah. Island, right? Fucking Staten Island, not exactly renowned for its hip hop prowess. So they came in and just they could be from anywhere and everywhere. It's just what they what they did culturally is just phenomenal. It really is. I, I mean, I've I've never ceased to be amazed or impressed by what they did. You know that Mike's and Men documentaries, all that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I I find them so much richer and more complex than um, NWA, for example, who had a very short lived career, didn't they? Come in comparison, what three year run or something like that? If that four years oh, was it a couple of albums? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, then, and a very uneven yeah. album, right? A lot, yeah. a lot, of, a very uneven. That straight out of Compton album is very uneven. There's a yeah. lot of you know calling the bitch a bitch, right? So uh, whereas well, Wu Tang I mean, were just so much yeah. more elevated in their thinking and the samples. Were, is it, I mean, again, this is no one's going to back me up on this, right? Anyone who writes with authority about hip hop will say Dre is a better producer than RZA, but for me, it's RZA every day simply because I love his style because I love his style. But that's, that's, that, I know I'm going to be. Proven, I can be proven wrong with that on some sort of pseudoscientific methodology, but anyway. Nah, I mean, I, I think I think it's fair. I mean, both of them are, are not as good as Primo, as we've kind of agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a league table, which, you know, I think we're both against league tables. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I, I think they're both... Uh, I'm, I'm going to be diplomatic and say they're both amazing in their own lanes. And I don't think they're necessarily competing in the same space. No, they're both amazing at what they do, though. Yeah, in, in my in my categorization here, it was going to be either bring the records or straight out of Compton because they're quite similar-ish yeah. with covered white. So I had to I had to pick one, and I picked bring the records. But yeah, straight no, out of Compton choice. is definitely it. So what about you, dude? What, what else you got? Right. So um, so I've gone for something that was in the eighties. So I went straight out of Compton. So mm-hmm. I feel. I feel I can go for 90s now and you not be too disappointed. Um, so I've gone for, well, in fact, no, I'm going to, I'm going to skip. So I think this is, I'm going to go for something from 2005. And <laughs> I can guess. It's I can guess. Someone we've talked about quite a bit. I can guess. Um, and it's a, the second rebirth, I would say, of this yeah, artist. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Um, so originally his first album was it 92 yeah can I borrow a dollar yeah uh, and then Rebirth of Resurrection which we've talked yep. about previously yep. uh, and then went through that whole, whole kind of Afrocentric thing yeah, soul kind of, kind of fell off. yeah 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 fell off a little bit um, or kind of disappeared from the spotlight and then got got with a local producer who I believe was kind of up and coming <laughs> <laughs> and let everyone uh, fucking know about it as well. Well, yeah. But 2005, <laughs> it, but, I mean, um, so, Common, the album's B, produced by mm. Kanye West. 
Um, Kanye West had already released College Dropout by that point, yeah. hadn't he? Yeah, and I think he produced quite a bit of. He'd done yeah. some stuff on Rockefeller as well. So Jay Z, um, yeah. mate, Blueprint. Blueprint. Yeah, was that 2002? Two, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 2001, 2001. It was autumn 2001 because I remember I got that and I got a steel mic in the same week. And there's a constant yeah. debate when it who's better. And I, I thought it was Jay's takeover at the time, but everyone agreed that you know Ether was better. Anyway. No, it's stillmatic for me. It's yeah, stillmatic. Yeah. In fact, I've got stillmatic on my list as one of the best. In, like intro so. that was a resurrection that was a resurrection <gasps> wasn't it because that's well, you know I, the Illmatic and that kind of dead I, run afterwards well, I, well, and I couldn't yes. work out I couldn't make my mind up between Stillmatic and Godson but anyway we segue away from what we're talking about so B yes Common is a fantastic artist and a fantastic rapper but I think this is about where Kanye introduced himself not that he needed any introduction but introduced himself as one of the best producers around yeah, intro to yeah. this album that, that, that double bass I mean they played this down the aisle at my wedding <laughs> they played that as we walked down the aisle to leave they had a awesome. jazz band a family band and they they played that hour that recognized that riff yeah, yeah. it was it's a great it's just the most uplifting beautiful piece Isn't of music it? man you know you just feel like you're sat on the corner I mean the closings you know the bookends of that album are probably yeah. the best bookends bookends I think I've heard on any album it, with the old you know the pops pops rap no the world is yours right I mean it's beautiful uh, it's your world it's your yeah, world it's not, yeah, the world is yours I'm thinking Nas yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your world with the little kids coming about oh it's just the most yeah. isn't it the most soul enriching <sighs> album and he, he, he keeps trying to beautiful. do it he, it's the last 15 years in the most recent album of his Bless Him Comedy he's done the same thing he's trying to do the same he's trying to recreate that that moment but that 2005 moment yes yeah, speak on it dude speak gone. on it but that's the thing like that intro track is it's not a you know it's not a song is it it's just but even on its own I think as a standalone it's just such a beautiful oh, piece of music beautiful piece of music so good and then it builds into the corner yeah. and it's just yeah. like wow <laughs> last poets right yeah <laughs> yeah oh what a great that album so good. that album made me a common fan yeah yeah again <laughs> yeah yeah and then you know then after that you know goes into go which is a bit of again a bit of a step down radio um, but still yeah. a good track yeah. um you've got kanye on the on the chorus um and then you know and then it carries on going you know faithful and testify they're all you know good tracks but b the intro and then into the corner oh yeah man. it is just mesmerizingly good and it's the sto- the story as well. Oh, it's beautiful. It's just so be- it's just so heartfelt, isn't it? It's so yeah. heartfelt. That album is that album is an exercise in in, in yeah and just being true. Um, fucking great. And then Finding Forever, they tried to emulate, and it was I think Finding Forever is a solid album, three and a half out of five. But B is a uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's tight, isn't it, Marcus? It's not yeah. wish, it's not overly long. It's what 10, 11 tracks or something like that. But it's just yeah, tight, forty but- minutes. Yeah, it's just the product opening that you know that double bass. I mean, you know, because don't Kanye is a is a is a, um, a no ID fan, right? He tried to yeah. do no ID again. And remember, Resurrection was eleven years prior, which was you know George Benson jazz inspired samples. I mean, don't you know, Kanye is a great producer, but no ID still. Yeah. No ID is better, right? <laughs> Kanye is a pretender to no ID's crown. I still believe that, but still, anyway, great film. I th- yeah, it's Kanye 
Kanye, this is, um, I, I think, ignoring everything else he's done, this is his best piece of work. Critics would say Blueprint. Five mics you, in the no, source. I think, no, they'd say that, um, well, he only did two or three tracks on that album, didn't he? I thought he did the whole Blueprint. fucking thing. <laughs> I think so. Just Blaze did something as on there as well. People yeah, would yeah. say the, what's the album with um, Monster on it? The My dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, people would say that's his kind of um, his greatest London, moment. Yeah, yeah. Great open uh, as well. Great opener with the Nicki Minaj's little bit. Yeah, good album. But I think this, this for me, as a you know, I, I loved um, College Dropout. That kind of spoke to me at that time when it a lot came of fluff out. Though as well, isn't it? There's a lot of fluff on that album. I thought a lot of what, waste of filler. Yeah, that's what I thought. A lot of filler. But it was it it, it wasn't like. Um, it wasn't like silly skits. It was it was melodic. I mean, it, <laughs> they were. I mean, <laughs> what's that? The fitness fucking one. The fitness oh, no, that, regime. That Come me. on, man. You know, oh, one, one, two, two three. Yes. Yeah. You know that. Oh, you know no, that's no, all about no. getting head, though, isn't it? So. Yeah. And what's his name? The comedian who is he passed away? Uh, nah. Do you know college dropout is too fluffy, man? Shit. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I mean, it's not like the, it hasn't got the level of humour of say, um, like some of the De La Soul. Prince Paul stuff that we talked about yeah. before, but it um, no, but like Kanye, Kanye kind of was introduced, or when I my first proper kind of introduction to him was through the College Dropout, and then yeah, yeah, everyone, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I loved that album because um, I was dropping out of college at the time, so um, <laughs> that worked quite well for me. Yeah. Um, Fuck York, <laughs> yeah, it kind of it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it was it was the right time for yeah, me right. and that kind of the, yeah. Anyway, but then this this was something different. Yeah, this was like man. proper hip hop. This was like yeah, proper man. music, proper, yeah. you know, bringing that kind of jazzy orchestral kind of stuff and and musicality to to hip hop that I well, I mean, I hadn't really seen since Tribe. Hmm. Fair play, man. Fair play. But no, yeah, because just, he, and he took yeah. an artist that had fallen out of favour. I mean, 2002's Electric Circus, so three years in hip hop is quite a long time to stay yeah. hot on the quote unquote streets. So yeah, Common had, I mean, that's what he wanted to do. He challenged Common to a freestyle of rap, didn't he? he challenged him to yeah. like a freestyle battle. And uh, and he kept, the story the, the story goes that like Common said this dude kept bugging him saying, I've got some beats. He was like, listen, i got no ID. I don't need you. Um, and finally gave him a shot. I mean, but. Yeah, I mean it was. It's a beautiful track. It's a beautiful track. Yeah. Beautiful opening. It's and the, even the cover, you know, the happy smiling face of Common. You know, it, 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 it as you said, it reinvented him, and it, you know, it, it basically launched his Hollywood career, didn't it? To be honest, which is a yeah. shame. <laughs> well, it's a it's a loss for us, isn't it? I think. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's probably a loss for anyone who watches his films either. No, he's not yeah. that bad. That's unfair. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, what was the, the one before? Electric... Um, Electric Circus 2002. Electric. So I thought it was like. a decent album. I like it. I like it. I think it's one of those like things it. that's going to age well. I think it's one of those things that people are going to look back and go, that was pretty dope, actually. I think he made some really bold moves on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it when people kind of step out of and try something different because, I mean... It, he deserves it if anyone deserves it he deserves to kind of step out and try things differently I, I, I thought that was a great album they recorded it in Jimi yeah. Hendrix's studio at the same time that D'Angelo was recording yeah. in the same place I thought it was I, I still maintain it's a good album personally yeah it is yeah yeah um, I, yeah uh, Like Water for Chocolate is a is a masterpiece yeah that's good um, that's but, a, that, it's anyway, on that as well. anyway right so I've, I've got B by Common well and Kanye um, I'll, give you, well, I'll give you my common track now then. Okay. 
best album. My one of my, well, you know, you know, my one of my favorite albums of all time. Commons Is this Resurrection, Resurrection again? Yeah, I can't, you know, I, I yeah. tried. I, I, I put Commons B. <laughs> I put Kanye Duck Twisted Fantasy. I put um, Nas Get Down from Godson. I put, um, you know, Kanye's Good Morning on Graduation. I was looking for something for that. I love that. I, I think Graduation is my favorite Kanye album. I think it's a tight album. Really dense, really yeah. concise, dense, precise. Good album, that one. Um, but Resurrection, 94, because, again, because of where he stood in his career, right? He, he's, a, he's a brand new artist now. He's no longer common sense, you know, uh, Heidi Hoeing and yeah. stuff like that. This is, you know, the, the samples, the you know, No ID jazz riffs. He, he just, he, he, in that song, he paints a whole picture and you go on it. Even when I put on that album, I put it on earlier today and you put it on and you just enter Chicago you just you can feel the streets man you can feel that city it is just yeah. it's an album that just keeps getting better and better and better and the fact that he, you know he resurrected himself the title and using the title I mean the, the opening lines you know staggering the gathering possessed by a pattern that be scattering over the global yeah. so like you know it's a straight that racking rhyme scheme right the multi-syllabics that internal rhyme scheme you listen to as soon as he does that, I stagger in the gathering, possessed by a pattern that we scatter in. You're like, what the fuck is this guy? You know? And then he goes, he goes, he goes it's slime that's babbling grammatics that are masculine. I grab the men verbally badgering broads. You know, it's just like, he's just painting such, such dense pictures with these words. And then it con- and then it continues, obviously, until I used to love her. I mean, yeah. I love B but it ain't a touch on Resurrection. Not even close. I think Resurrection is... You know what you talk about mountains? Yeah. Resurrection for me, for my for my money, that No ID production, that album is just... See, I put it up there with... I put it up there with, like, low-end theory. I think it's that good. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think I love that album. It's one of my favourites. I mean, I think we talked about it last time or a while ago. And I, I ordered that on import and it cost me about 30 quid. Just well worth it. Yeah, because well no one saw it coming. And at the time, no. no one recognized it. No one respected it. No one valued it. It was 190 on the Billboard charts. Fucking didn't sell anything. But the dude stuck to what he wanted to do. He found a voice and he didn't do what would make him famous or sell record. Yeah. And fuck me, man. It was just, it's just, it, honestly, it's just beautiful. Well, if you, if you think two years before he released Can I Borrow a Dollar? And the last, I mean, you've got Pigeon Pennies, which is the last track on that, but the last, it was the, the second to last track and the last um, single released Sold from that album. Sold by the Pound? Sold by the Pound, yeah. Oh, I like that track. But that is almost, if you're kind of viewing it back with this kind of lens now, that is the, like almost like a genesis of resurrection, isn't it? It's like it already started to happen because I think that you're starting off the beginning of that album with like Take It Easy, Heidi Ho, Breaker One Breaker Nine. Breaker One Nine, yeah. Yeah. And you kind of work like working through, but then you get to kind of Soul by the Pound and Pitching Pennies. Yeah. And it's there's already a, sh- a little shift there towards that kind of softer, mm. um, more introspective. Do you, know, 
We Common. haven't covered this, but in the history of hip hop, like, you know, that, you know, hit Common's shift, I mean, in adolescence, people change, right? That shift has got to be up there in terms of like 180s, similar. Because oh, yeah. when you think of Common, you think of like loving dude, you know, all about the love, this, that, and the other. And no one remembers who he was when he came on the scene. It's a bit like if you think about like Master P, he was all like, you know, no limit and stuff. Ooh. And now, like, he's a, yeah, now he's like a philanthropist <laughs> and like against like, you know, swearing and rap and stuff. He's a proper Puritan or something. So, like, you know, and sort of Styles P becoming like a Jewish rabbi. Right, like you yeah. do get some fucking quite dramatic shifts. I'm not saying Common did anything that radical, but it was a 180. I mean, he came out as a quote unquote poor man's gangster rapper, like he didn't know the fuck he was, and then dude comes out with this. I mean, I can only assume that knowing his background, his mom's like a PhD in English literature, knowing yeah. where he's from, the first album must have been an attempt to just sell record or just to get known, right? Because this album yeah. seems him, and, and ever since, yep, the occasional misgiving notwithstanding, like he makes every now and then he makes a stupid track, like that Ghetto Dreams track with Nas on the Dreamer Believer album in 2012. It was just oh, about some it. chick who's got fat, fat lips, fat tits or some shit. Like, she looked good and cook good I mean it was basically misogynistic but for some reason it, he got he gets a pass because people say oh Common loves the ladies Common so woke 2012 he was I want a chick that looked good and cook good like I mean any, if 50 Cent says that you know they say it's misogynistic Common said it, he gets a pass I just I just find that the, uh, shocking it, well, I mean, and that that's kind of also carried all the way through his career that misogyny though isn't it uh, I would say like so like Water for Chocolate, there's a skit at the end of Six Sense, is it? I think. But that's that that that. But there's and that's that's, sent, that's that's something going on there, right? He's trying to it show is, that yeah. in spite of this, it wasn't there just arbitrarily. He was trying to say like, even no, though no, I might no, be yeah. so woke, I'm still, you know. And then he's got like a song for Asata coming yeah. up a bit later than that. Isn't it? I yeah, think that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. that was an so, attempt at self-critical reflection, wasn't it? I think so too. But it, I, you know, I, I yeah, I, I reckon that's exactly what he was doing as well because he'd had that criticism and then it was. Just him kind of coming Dude, back and just this was with Erica man she would have cut his dick off yeah. man, if I did to him like, you know what I mean <laughs> fuck me she got him wearing she like tea, have. she got him wearing tea cozies on his head and shit like that man <laughs> fuck <laughs> Hey, he's not the only one though, is he? Yeah, we've all been, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a great call. I love that album. And I, and and it works for me as well because you've got two of the best, two of the greatest tracks yeah. of, I think, of all time on there as well. Yeah. Kicking it off. So, yeah, that works well for me. What else we got, dude? Um, we said we can have, th- we're having three yeah. each. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. Okay. So it's between, I've got a choice of seven left, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbish. I'm I'm really rubbish at like narrowing them down. So, okay, I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through the ones, and I'll see if I can work out as we go through what one I'm gonna pick. So, I, I believe in a few episodes ago, I got some criticism for choosing three tracks from a two-year period. Um, Which episode was this? This was with Andy. Uh, I think I did. The aliens one, the Andy one, yeah, 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 with yeah. MIP. <laughs> I've never, I've never paid so much attention to the length Blaster. of songs since Andy's comment. Oh, very long, very yeah. short. I didn't know we were looking for a fucking three minute thirty uh, timing, but yeah, that's four minutes. That's far too long. I'd, I'd lost concentration. 
This one was only three minutes and 15 seconds, and I felt it needed a little bit more. It needed to round it out. You know, I never paid attention before that. Anyway, sorry if you didn't Well, you know, one of my favourite tracks is Water um, on Phrenology by The Roots. Yeah. That's like 10 and a half minutes. It's not going to cut, uh, is it? Aliens are busy. Yeah, man, seriously. Well, Andy's busy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah doing what? Anyway, bless her. I love her. I love her. Right. Um, yeah, so my first thought was Nas. And I thought Stillmatic, um, great, yeah, you know, that opening chords, man, that yeah, very operatic, very church, yeah. very church, isn't it? You think yeah. you're going to church, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, that, so that big intro, then mm. straight into Ether, yeah, that's and a nice, then straight into get yourself, a, got yourself a gun. It's a lot of gun violence, isn't it? Man, I mean, that's you know that is you're back, aren't you? Who's the producer? We about Who's the producer on Ether and got yourself a gun? Ether's is Ron Brown, right? Browse and got yourself a gun is Megahertz. Yeah, I know these people say that. Fuck. Yeah, they just, but they were <laughs> as, a, as a teenager, they were just like loud, weren't they? Like looking yeah. back on it, dude. Looking back on it, Blueprint is better. It's a grown man album. You know, even he stood on the cover with a, like, a cigar. It's a yeah. grown man album. Whereas like Still Matic was made for that age when I was like 16, 17. That was like, yeah, man. Fuck Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even then when I was like 16, I thought, no, I thought the takeover was better. You're just obviously an old man in a young man's body. I, I just think I like, I just like the aesthetic on the blueprint man. I remember getting it on, on a boot and just liking the blue cover. I just I just thought it was some grown man shit. I always thought Jay had that kind of grown man shit going on that. I used to bump that American Gangster album in 2007, the soundtrack yeah. to that film. I used to just get my grown man on. I felt like a grown up. There was Nas, you know, on the cover. He's got his big chain out. He's got his, you know, hoodie and shit. But yeah, it grabs you, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you, you know, you say you say about the blueprint, you know, got the rulers back, which... Yeah, yeah. The nice take drums, man. Yeah, take over. And then um, Izzo, hey... Um, H to the yeah, that's not the one, one. Yeah, yeah. Then girls, girls, girls. <laughs> I used to like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, everybody loved this album. Though. That's the thing. Still not my favourite um, Jay Z album. What is your favourite Jay Z album? Reasonable doubt. Yes, that's an underrated classic. I think it's. I think people are giving it what it deserves now. But can't knock is... the hustle, man. You cannot knock the hustle. <sighs> the line where he took uh, um, Nas had a hot line. He turned it into yeah, a hot song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's that one. You know, it's a fucking, it's a classic. It is a fucking great classic. album. Yeah, I used great to play album. that one. Ain't nothing like the one I got. No one can fuck you. But I used to have that all the time. Like, I was about 12, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's yeah. get back to Stillmatic, man. Stillmatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so this was this was on my list. But, but then I was like, I was just kind of flicking through or listening to some other kind of nice stuff on uh, thing. And, uh, and then Godson came on. Yeah, man. Fuck me. <laughs> Do you know what? It was like with the still Mike, he'd done his bit, right? He got back yeah. into public consciousness, but then Godson is a better album. And that opening, man, that James Brown oh, shit, fuck me. Man. It's uh, Salam Remy's Get Down. Yes, man. Yes, Salam. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. a year later, he did Amy Winehouse's Frank, and he used the same yeah. sample. Yeah. Same sample. Oh, that's a fucking. Amazing. What's the opening one? It's the, the opening one is Get Down, and then it's uh, yeah. who, uh, they the shoot cross. him. The Cross. No, it's the Cross. Uh, Eminem um, M&M produced one. Yeah. Obviously, an Eminem M&M track. Yeah. It sounds like every Eminem M&M yeah. track. Why does anyone let him produce stuff? I don't, I don't know. know. But they um, shoot it. 
Oh, made you look. You were slave to a page on my rhyme book. My mate. I remember my, I remember I was my mate, right, when we heard that. And he, you know that jaw drop moment when he goes, you were slave to a page on my yeah. rhyme book. Yeah. My mate was with me in Harrow College. And I remember, not the Harrow College, went to the poor man's Harrow College. And he, he, he had that moment. Like, you know, you see it on someone. He had that moment where he was like... Fuck me, that's just... You're a slave to a page on my rhyme book. It's just... Yeah. It's so dense, isn't it? Well, what was... Uh, it, it's, oh. it was on an album before that, um, oh, before Godson, where he had... Um, where he was going through his rhyme book and basically just trying things out no that's the same album Book of Rhymes is it the same album yeah Gandhi and there's one of it we go, oh Gandhi was a fool because uh, and then he goes yeah. no, let me try that again Book of Rhymes Book of Rhymes and remember we, we used to listen to that album is so much better than Stillmatic but the reason why I think you need to have Stillmatic on the list is because without Stillmatic you can't have a godson Stillmatic no, no. got him back to be able to pull off something that was a bit more nuanced like God, when he talks about his mum in one of the tracks as well then he's a bit more you know introspective but say, saying that, dude, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Still, Mike, didn't that have I Can on it? That Beethoven sample. Um, Godson had I Can. Oh, did it? For I, real? I okay. love that. Yeah, um, but he can't, say, he can't do that on the same album as Ether, can he? So he had to do no. it on the next one. I, 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 it's, I probably shouldn't say it. That's one of my favourite Nas songs. <laughs> My sister, my sister bumps that one because you know my sister. I bump she, your sister. What? She, <laughs> she uses that to introduce non-hip hop heads to hip hop to say, look, hip hop's not all just fucking bullshit, right? It's actually yeah. quite educational. And so she uses that. Like she went to Oxford, right? So that's where she would play shit like that to get people into hip hop and then yeah. play the most stuff afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, really, I really, I yeah, I really like that. that that's really sad. It's not hard and it's uplifting and it's fun and yeah. I know I completely agree with that, but that's an alchemist track. No, no it's not. It's a uh, Salam Rami. Uh, Salam Rami. Salam Rami. He is a track genius. as well. He's another producer we didn't talk. We have never talked about, and he deserves no. his property. That guy, the sound he gets. Fuck me, man. Like, yeah. Well, he like, did most of that album, didn't he? Yeah, he, he's not his guy. First half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a dude. So, uh, I mean, I've got like another six or seven um, ones on my list, but. I've got to go. I think I've got to go for Stillmatic. I, right, we'll come back to it later, but go on then. Right, I'm going to go for Stillmatic. Um, if you could guess this one, I would fucking pay your mortgage off. You're never going to guess this one. This is my left field choice. So one track to kick off an album. Yeah. That's left, left field. Left field. So I, I'll give you a ballpark. Go on. Late 2000s. Oh, well, you know I'm out now, don't you? <laughs> It's not the roof. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's after 2005. I'm done. I mean, I had yeah. B, and I was, I was, I'm, yeah. I'm done now. I can't. You know. My honourable mentions. I already mentioned a lot of them. I mean, I had, I had Jay Z's The Prelude on Kingdom Come 2006. Not because the album was a fucking letdown, but the, simply because the dude retired and then he came yeah. back, and that was pretty nice opening. You know, I had a lot of near misses. You know, because they were track two, like Fuck with Dre Day on the Chronic, yeah. Yeah, Lupe's Mural, and Lupe. Yeah. If you were to Oof. ever dare say to Lupe, that's the opening track in your album, he'll fucking slap you because yeah. he took a lot of pride in those instrumental pieces they're palette cleansers and you have to have them so I can't have Mural otherwise Mural would be in there but and I had like Jeopardy but, run but, the but, 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 but by my rules yeah by your rules it could totally be there I mean I, I, that was actually on my kind of longer list dude uh, one of the best albums one of the best albums yeah. of the noughties the, do you know I, I'd kind of I'd, I'd heard I mean I'd heard Kick Push um, 
and a few like other stuff. <laughs> and it's kind of like you just, oh, yeah, it's just like someone else to kind of listen to. And yeah, it sounds yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you know, I mean, I can see the, the yeah. thing. but I didn't have time to kind of go back and listen. It's it only when you kind of came back to me, like you were like, Lupe, that's it. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll go and kind of proper listen. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. There, this is, this is special. Dude goes oh, over all of his stuff. He is goes special. over people's heads. He is top ten of all time. He is that good. Yeah. I, I will maintain that till the day I die. Lupe Fiasco with his existing catalogue is top ten of all time. But people sleep on him because you know why? Because just like Jizza, he's over their heads. They don't get yeah. him. They can't figure out what he's doing. It's too much. It's too there's much. Not, there's not one bomb either is there I, I, I would say so I would say there is I would say I think Lasers 2011 was a bit poppy it was a bit it, it kind of fell off a bit I think first two albums are real yeah. strong but, but it's but it's not a we're not talking like um, UMC common no 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 we're not talking like dog shit no but <laughs> like, even on that there's political content I mean yeah w- when he came back I can't remember the title of the album uh, America the Greatest like 2012 we had a Pete Rock sample where he used Troy and he rapped over Troy you have to be fucking ballsy to rap over Troy and not disrespect it but 20 years after the original release he did it and he did it well and then yeah. 2015 Tetsuo and Youth Mural eight yeah. nine minutes of just lyrical dexterity depth I mean yeah I know we all bang on about the Black Thought freestyle and we should because it's it's brilliant and we the Royce the 5.9 freestyle also excellent but Lupe's mural simply for density of thought and efficiency is is, is savage it, it's, yeah. it's 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 almost unfair actually it's it's Rakim-esque there are very few people rappers who can hold a torch then Mm. Um, yeah, he is. I, I completely agree with everything you've said. But you're not going. You're not going for Neil. Can't. It's, it's track two. Yeah, I know, but you can in my rules. It's fine. No, but oh, I, I, <laughs> make your stuff up. Anyway. But, but, but then this, this this will take away from my um fun okay, choice, my left field choice. So I had Jeopardy by Run the Jewels. That was in there on uh, Run the Jewels two. Uh, that's oh, I actually had Run the Ju- Run the Jewels two is on my yeah. on, on this list. <laughs> that was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bang. That's that's the uh, well, the first four tracks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you know they are, But the thing is, their albums could just run into one, couldn't they? Well, I mean, yeah. they almost like part one, two, three, and four of the same thing, um, which is why they're so consistent for their fans because they do the same thing. They're not making concept albums. They're doing the same thing again and again and again. Well, that's what they give away for free, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. LP is LP. You know, I think you could probably listen to like Company Flow, Cancer for Cure, <laughs> Run yeah. the Jewels, and probably be like, oh, well, the, the voice has changed slightly, but <laughs> it's still LP. You know, nice. another one I had that we've mentioned in the past, but like for a hard one, but it can't, it was never going to be a serious contender. But just so that you can do your impression of, 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 of the intro introduction again, is Rough Riders Volume 2 or 3? <gasps> was that one that goes, well, it was called World War 3, right? Stage yeah. Name gangster. Did your name, that's gangster. The, yes, that's, what that's what I want. I kind of want that. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that as my message tone. You just saying, "Stay your name, gangster." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, in terms of an opening to an album, that's a mixtape. But yeah, I just put that down as an honourable mention. But yeah, let me no, cut the bullshit good. aside. Let me get to okay, my. Okay. Um, 
my main one. I don't know how I want to just quickly run through my honourable mentions very, very quickly. No, do, do it at the end. I've got loads of honourable mentions. Oh, as okay, well. we'll do it at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, do, let's do this one first. Right. Can you guess? Mid, late noughties. Late noughties is an artist you absolutely fucking love. He's changed his name recently. Not recently. He changed his name in the last six years. Uh, artist has changed their name. I can't think of anyone that's changed their name. Dude, you use one of his taglines on your Twitter feed. Like, you use oh, one of his Oh, like, change his actual, actual name. Yeah, yeah. Yassin Bey. Yeah, yeah. Master. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the new, new danger. Nah. No, the the one with the red cover with yeah, Slick the ecstatic, yeah, the, the ecstatic. Yeah. The opening track <laughs> is super is, magic because yeah, yeah, yeah. he and this way it comes back to politics. He includes a most beautiful soundbite. One of my heroes, Malcolm X, where he uses a soundbite from uh, a speech Malcolm gave at the Oxford University Union. You're living at a time of extremism, a time of revolution, a time when there's got to be a change. People in power have misused it. And now there has to be a change and a better world has to be built. And the only way it's going to be built is with extreme methods. And I, for one, will join in with anyone. Don't care what color you are, as long as you want to change this miserable condition that exists on this earth. Thank you. It's worth, yeah. it's worth reading verbatim, if you don't mind. It's very obvious. quick. I'll try to speak quick. He goes, so you're living at a time of extremism, a time of revolution, a time when there's got to be a change. People in power have misused it. And now there has to be a change and a better world has to be built. And the only way it's going to be built is with extreme methods. And I, for one, will join in with anyone. I don't care what color you are. As long as you want to change this miserable condition that exists on this earth. Thank you. And then you hear the bismillah, yeah. and then the fucking horns, and then the beat drops, and you're like, "What the fuck have I got into?" Yeah, yeah. The uneven album, very uneven album. But as far as opening tracks go, he uses a Bollywood sample. He uses Turkish acid rock. Yeah. He uses a Mary Poppins sample in there. Like he critiques the U.S. government. He, he has a very, you know, he's a, there's a Turkish protest singer, uh, Selda. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Bacha. Bacha. Ba- yeah. Bacha. How do you fucking know that off a heart? What? How do you know that? I know everything. No. I, don't. <laughs> I can't believe you fucking know that off heart. I can't pronounce his name. But. Um, when I heard it, I remember I was actually on a plane to, where the fuck was I? Uh, going to Czech Republic. I was on the way to Prague on the plane and I heard it and I couldn't sit, sit on my seat. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, unbelievable opening to an album. Yeah. <laughs> Must have. Yeah. Just, yeah. What? When has he ever done anything that has been kind of not out there? I mean, not yeah, not out there. No, he's always done stuff that's out there. Whether it it's hits or there, not is a different is a different yeah. kind of fish. Well, yeah, but well, I think it's 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 about it's about landing, is it? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he is. He's like an amazing gymnast. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't always know where the floor is. But that that track, dude. That I track, mean, yeah. That is a very global album. Yeah, the, the cover. I don't know if you know. It's, it's from a it's taken from a film called The Killer of Sheep. And have you ever seen that film? I have not. No. It, it, it is. Um, it's a landmark work in American cinema. It's made. I think 1974 four or five something like that but dude it's literally by a guy who works in the abattoir he's a killer of sheep <laughs> and about a black dude right and he's just a working class dude who's just going about his business and comes home and it's a, a very little dialogue and the kind of travails of a working class black man just you know 
killing to make a living. Um, there's a beautiful point in the scene where he's dancing with his partner and they're just having a moment of intimacy and he's got his like kind of soiled sheet, you know, his kind of work apron on and stuff. It's just a really minimalist, beautiful film. I'd actually seen the film before the album came out, so I recognized the cover. I was like, what the fuck's he gonna do with that? Like, this is something I mean, I bought the CD and I was like, okay, so he's got killer sheep on the cover. Like, what does that mean? He just chose it, I think, because he liked it. Like, it just talks yeah. about the, the kind of day to day travails of a working class black man in America but the album itself is not very US centric I mean the, using Malcolm's uh, soundbite at the start is very inclusive it's got a global outlook the amount of samples he uses you know it's got that track number three um, the auditorium with Slick Rick on it yeah, yeah. Slick, it's, and it's, that's about a protest against the Iraq war I mean it is a, it's, that album is it's uneven there's, there's a track called Quiet Dog Bite Hard as well which is just amazing I mean it is nuts it's fucking nuts and that opening track it's just it's just a hidden gem that's the, the thing is when we think of most death we think of you know black on both sides or yeah. black star um, yeah. and rightfully so because those are the most solid pieces of work but every now and then he, you know he's ecstatic right so yeah <laughs> I, this one didn't even didn't even cross my mind. No, um, no, it's the thing. This is the, the sort of our, this is the album where I would like. I, I mean, I, I've got it somewhere, and I don't tend to put it on that much. And if I do, it's probably just listen to Auditorium so I can get a slick rip fix. It's great, great verse, man. Great yeah. verse. He's, he's always great, though, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and I mean, was it around this time that he moved to South Africa? Yeah, 2009. So this is where yeah. this is because he even says in that opening track, he goes Ya Bay. So yeah. he's becoming Yasin Bay. He's, he's letting go of his most yeah. deaf uh, persona, um, which he seems to have brought back just as his nom de plume for hip hop. Is that, is that the case? Well, his, his, so. his name's Dante. What? Dante Smith. 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 He, his it name. Was, yeah. <laughs> Dante Smith. Right. Right. In, in the brother, he's Muslim though, right? Uh, yeah, he yeah. So he did he convert to Islam? I mean, I surely. I mean, he always does the uh, shahada, whatever they call it, start and close of every album, right? He yeah. always does the Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, and stuff. Every album since well, album one, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he still uses. Um, I guess Yasin Bey is his Arabic name of choice. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dante Dante Smith was his. Um, is his given birth name I think but dude I mean I had to get something yeah. like with a Malcolm X soundbite as an opener and the most beautiful inclusive like the best of Malcolm the most yeah. revolutionary out there open you know oh, Malcolm X was a racist Malcolm X was an extremist yeah he fucking was an extremist but he explains why as well in that very succinct uh, choice it was actually the closing few lines of his Oxford Union address um, what a wonderful way to open an album man you really know where you fucking stand you're not going to get no bitches and in that album they know that well, do you know do you know what you've just reminded me of one that I hadn't even thought about yeah and um, and I think it's a nice is, is the word corollary I, I, I can't even say the word I can't even say I know what you're saying it correlates and it's one we've talked about um, before it's um, Dead Breast Let's Get Free oh man you kick off with that um, Chairman Amali yeah. um, Wolves Wolves and, wolves and shit. Yeah, the blood licking of the, the knife yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, the wolf keys licking, and that's what they're doing with this with crack cocaine. Oh, you know? Mark, yeah, yeah, because of goose pumps. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. You, you, I mean, that is. Just, I mean, I just listened to that track on it. Yeah. I mean, it's just that that speech, isn't it? And with then the, it's 
turn this motherfucking yeah. shit up. And it's, I'm an African, <laughs> yeah, they school, hip hop. Yeah, it's like, oh, how have I not got this one on my list? Um, yeah, man. That, that is, wolves, that is oh, fire. <sighs> love yeah. it. But yeah, I agree that there's something about when someone's taken an amazing speech yeah. and stuck it at the beginning of an album as a kind of a, a starting point. Uh, I mean, one I did have on my list, um, in fact, I think it kind of got cut, was um, Train of Thought, Reflection Eternal. The that, was a, that was on my shortlist, yeah. Yeah, but um, Experience Dedication with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, not, that's not where he plays um, uh, Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, on quality, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's like, um, and then you go into like move something, some kind of wonderful, yeah, wonderful the yeah. blast. It's just like, oh, shit, yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so yeah. much. I, that was on my shortlist, man. That was, was on my shortlist. Yeah, yeah. But there's something about when you know you've got that kind of introduction. Now the one on my so on my list. I mean, I've got other stuff like. Um, I, I mean, I said I'd run the jewels tool too on there. Um, some nice stuff I still can't I'd, believe you haven't mentioned one thing I'm shocked well, you haven't mentioned one thing but then you said you forgot the best albums of all time so that gets that yeah um, Illadelph Half-Life by The Roots go on now I know I know you, you're not as, as big a fan of The Roots as I am do you know what? Um, I'm, I'm really going to work my way back to the catalogue. I think I might become a believer. I think I might be okay. ready for it now. I might be grown enough for it now. No, seriously, only Questlove's mum is like a bigger fan than me, I think. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that third album, Illadelph Half-Life, you've got an introduction where they're kind of just critique. It's, a, it's a, like a sample sampled kind of conversation about critiquing uh, popularity of rap music and it being a, an industry and commercial industry and then you break into respond react and then section and then panic and it's just they all just work the, the drums from Questlove are just absolutely amazing on the it's beginning tight. of the album it's tight. Oh, yeah, it's tight. I remember I read his um uh, what was it? Is he had a book about creativity that came out a couple of years ago, right. uh, and I, I read that. Um, he's a really, really good writer, Questlove. Anyway, oh yeah, definitely. But definitely. he was talking about when he first started drumming, and like when the Roots first started. In you know, um, so do you want more um, yeah. organics? The first couple of albums, he was very much in this thing where he wanted to because they were going up against like drum machines you know the uh, and there was a particular sound he actually tried to copy and emulate that sound yeah, and to yeah, become yeah, yeah. completely almost robotic on the drums yeah, yeah. and it was only and he was he said in his, it was only because he got further into his career he realised that the the thing that made him a great drummer was the fact that he wasn't robotic it was the tiny little almost infinitesimally small changes and differences in the beats and the sounds that, and that's what made the, the, their sound so much better um, and you know it's that whole kind of digital versus analogue you know it's the CD versus vinyl kind of that, that uh, no, noise yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean yeah you can't make an AI quest love you can't do that no. not no, yet I mean, not yet <laughs> but I think it's the same way that we talked about RZA earlier didn't we yeah, you and RZA's yeah. dirty sound it's about that noise it's about that kind of almost um, messiness and oh, I don't know yeah there's, there's, there's something deep there Marcus because you can't teach 
what's the logic you can if you're trying to program something right to meet a certain frequency that can be done right you can yeah. program something to meet a frequency you can program something like you know it's like you can program something to do something efficiently to do it well but to do it well but to do it wrong mm. that you can't how do you te- how do you code something to do something right but to do it wrong so boolean logic doesn't work that way it is or it isn't so it's like that, that's the genius of that's the, the frailty or the, it's the things that humans get wrong right like in jazz it's that difference it's that thing about extempore or what's it called um, uh, improvisation or extempore it's like you do things wrong on purpose yeah and but when you want to do them you could pro- probably program uh, uh, some sort of software to do that to do it wrong on purpose but it would be formulaic wouldn't it but Questlove can do something and he can change your pace or you can change your pitch and he can do it in a way that he wants to do it as and when he wants to do it because it sounds right that sounds right it, to it, him as part of a bigger yeah. thing and, because, and that yeah. takes years of honing isn't it with the vocal inflections of, of Tariq and stuff like that like a black thought it just takes that's what an ensemble is about isn't it I mean yes. that's, 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 that's decades of work together well was it 1987 they were out on the, the cycle oh, um, in Philadelphia right yeah yeah so like Tariq on the, on the mic mm. Questlove on some drums and, rapping and, on the side of the road and they like they they spent years in it with Common with Jill Scott with Erica yes. Badu all that so like, they spent time with like people like that D'Angelo people at the very top end of that craft so you can figure out exactly what you can do what you can, what you can't do I mean you can't you can't you can't program that kind of learning that yeah. is I mean Quest Love it should be almost fucking you know frozen and kept for fucking medical examination really shouldn't it <laughs> so. uh, the, I mean I <laughs> I, I can't I can't wax lyrical about the roots enough I know you, you know you're not quite as sold on them as I am and that's absolutely fine but they oh, I think this is their best album and I mm. think this is the best intro to an album and it just I, it feels warm mm. I that is a, that's a what's the what's the thing where you can kind of feel um where th- like tastes have colours and stuff like that and, uh, synesthesia synesthesia yeah yeah, yeah. and it's I, I mean I, I'm not a synesthete um, <laughs> I don't know what the word is <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a synesthete or, um, but it just feels war- I feel warm when I hear it I feel I don't know safe <laughs> that's all that matters though isn't it yeah I, I've listened to it so much though so maybe maybe it's just from uh, familiarity but I had that on my list um and the the other one that I wanted to mention, so I think I mentioned, well, <laughs> I said one, one more I wanted to mention. I've got two others that I want to mention. So you've done, so you done your three, ain't you, you fucker? <laughs> oh man, I'm on my about six now. <laughs> go on. So my, my, my out there one, my kind of, I think, and we've talked about this before, just you and I, um, not on the podcast, but my out there one is an album from 2001. So I'm expanding my, my range slightly. Uh, an English producer uh, mixtape well it's kind of a mixtape I think it's um, and it's Adam F Chaos yeah Okay. Uh, anti-acoustic oh, warfare. Oh, yeah, you've mentioned this before, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's just like makes you want to slap your grandma kind of shit, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, so you've yeah. got this um, title track. <laughs> yeah. It's only like a minute, so you know we talk about like an intro. It's not. It's not a track. It's not a song. It's operatic, isn't it? It's it's the Royal Symphonia. Yeah. 
are just delivering this track and yeah. and then it and then it breaks in so you've got this great you know all these strings and just this building and oh yeah Carl yeah amazing amazing kind of this big orchestral yeah. thing yeah. and then it breaks into smash something with red man yeah yeah and then, it break, and then it breaks into stand clear by mop yeah yeah, no, no. I think no, this this was the. Now it's come back to me. This was the genesis of this very question. This week's topic. It was, yeah, yeah. See, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't clock on that you were looking at the sequence. But now that you've mentioned this Adam F thing, now it all comes back to me. That's what you had in mind when you created the question. It was, yep. yeah, yeah. That's dope. Cheers is good, and if you've not heard it. Oh, just go, just go and listen to Chaos play, main yeah, theme. If you ain't heard it, play it, but stay away from your grandma because you'll beat the shit out of her. <laughs> fucking hell. Stay away from my grandma because you'll beat the shit out of her. Jesus, stay away from grandmas. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, it does it does go downhill from, from that point, I think. I never got past the first three tracks. <laughs> no, there's a great one by Ferramonch at the end, um, Last Days. Um, and then Ooh, it goes into like an outro, which is re- and that's really good. And there's a... Yeah, there's a um, there's a guru track on it which I think is quite boring with Carl Thomas. Anyway, Carl Thomas that, as in, wasn't it? Was he on the P Diddy label? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah. He's a singer, and it, yeah, Carl it's just Thomas. a bit. Like, LL Cool J's on there as well, I think. Beanie Man, actually, there's a good track with Beanie Man. Yeah. Um, well, LL Cool J's actually on my shortlist. Of course, is he? Of course yeah. he is. Of course yeah. he is. I did so, it just. I did it just to piss you off. <laughs> I did it. No, so but, you've managed to get LL Cool J and Common, and you say I have like a very narrow window. <laughs> it was um, uh, Mama said knock you out. Remember what the opening uh, track was? Oh, because it wasn't Mama said knock you out. I got that album. It wasn't that Mama was said knock you wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't Mama, Mama said knock said... you out, was it? What was it? I think, I think I got the right album at least. But the track I'm thinking of is the Booming System. It's Mr. Mr. Smith's the album, isn't it? No, Mr. Smith was 96. No, yeah. Um, Booming System was like 1989, 1990. I'm sure it was um, Mama Said Knock You Out. Are you doing your, are you doing your research? I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely, you asking de- I'm definitely not doing that right now. You're asking Jeeves? What does yeah, Jeeves I say? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mama Said Knock You Out, 1990. What was the opening track? Booming System, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Marley Marley. I used to love that track. I used to love that track. That's just a dope track. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it wasn't the best opening to an album. But I was I, I included it one because it's Ella Cool J's. So I had I had to because I'm, I'm contractually obliged because otherwise he'll kill me. And two, um, it's because it's surprising that it wasn't Mama said knock you out. I was like, how could it not be Mama said knock you out? But it fucking wasn't. <laughs> the fuck, I had yeah, the cheek to put booming system first. That was buried. Yeah, it's buried in the middle, wasn't it? I mean, that's like nobody did that, did they? You, you put your biggest single or your biggest track right Dude, at the beginning. When you call the album something, that is the opening track. Yeah. Like, like intro, you know, B is commons B, like resurrection, resurrection, etc., etc., etc. So, like that is uh, that was. Um, but one thing you haven't mentioned, and and probably because it's probably one of the greatest openings ever and just like Rakim's verse is one of the greatest ever and played in full so it's almost like you feel that you don't want to mention it but 
Actually, no, I'll come back to that because I, I need to get an explanation from you. But just the other day, I know we were talking about Rakim, and thank you so much for the books as well, dude. Like, I read them both. They're fucking awesome books, Rakim. I haven't even started books. them. Dude, that, I, I bought awesome. the Rakim book at the same time. Thank you, brother. For, for thank me. You. And, thank, um, thank you. Yeah, I've not even started it. Uh, but follow the what? leader, man. Well, you you put it to my mind. You're like, yeah, that's a good shout for best opener to an it is, album. Isn't it? Dude, I mean, you think about those. You know, you talk about five album runs. Those fuckers could have put one more album together and have been the strongest five ever, ever, ever. As it stands, even sweat, don't sweat the technique. You know, it's just that's the weakest, but it's still fucking dope. Anyway, for yeah. the leader, album three, 1991, something like that. Amazing yeah. track. Rackham is the greatest MC of all time. Don't give a fuck what anyone says. Um, well, the, the first three tracks. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Follow the leader, microphone fiend, lyrics of fury. Ridiculous. <laughs> the sound they get, that lyrics of fury, the drum beat, that reverb, oh. that sound is so filthy. I mean, you know what? You know what? Like this is gonna sound Harry Carey. This is a side segue, and we'll bring it right back very quickly because this is a whole separate podcast. Rakim doesn't owe me, you, anyone, anything. He's the best MC of all time. Okay. <laughs> but you know there's a butt, right? Go on. There's a big butt. <laughs> and I cannot lie. Um, his genius and his ability, and that, he was like 19, 18 when they put that paid in full out. That, yeah. the, that, uh, that track, the title track, which you thought he was crap on. <laughs> um, no, I didn't say it was crap. I said it was one of the greatest... Sorry. I think, I think I said it was one of the greatest um, <laughs> greatest piece of rapping all time it just I was Wasn't very enough. very upset because yeah. it lacked the length the duration yes now okay let's extrapolate that Marcus do you know what here we go so I'm going to actually take your critique of that one track and extrapolate that onto his whole career it wasn't long enough. His moment in the sun hasn't or wasn't long enough. Dude's 50 now, right? He hasn't. His last album, Seventh Seal, a few years ago, was eh, it's fine. And whenever he puts a guest verse, he's fine. But his last like great album was Don't Sweat the Technique, right? 1992. Uh, when was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and dude was like 20. Like he had the 18th yeah, yeah, letter and the seventh. Uh, sorry, they're the master, like in the late noughties with um, Primo and so on. And they were fine. I mean, they were cool. But talk about the levels he hit early on. That he's never. You know what? Mountains. Going back to your mountain analogy, and you go back to that paid in full. Like he, it's a great verse. And like you know, he, he was told by in the studio not to do it on the verse. Like you're done, keep it there, don't give him more. Maybe his whole career's been an exercise in that, just don't give him more and like let them know that how good you were. Because yeah. that longevity hasn't been there because he was amazing for like five years. And ever since then, when he does something, oh, it's amazing, it's not bad. But as a body of work, it never gets close to that. And you could say the same about Tribe, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I was about to bring up the tribe, uh, bring up tribe actually. That's yeah, because excursions. That's the strongest opening to any hip hop album probably ever, right? Surely, better than B. Uh, Talk about double uh, bass. It's a better double bass than B. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh, well, I, and I think, and then moving swiftly into bugging out. <laughs> fucking uh, yeah, it's the top five LPs of all time, any genre probably. I think that's my favorite album of all time, dude. Why shouldn't it? Be? It should be. Yeah. I'm, I 
I can't believe you hadn't mentioned it yet. Well, this is the thing. The, I, the two albums I've got left on my kind of long list were Low End Theory and We Got It From Here. Space program and We The People. We The People, yeah. Weak album though, man. I listened to it the other day. Uneven, uneven. Dude. Uneven. Uneven. Dying and died in the middle of it. Who cares if it's uneven? <laughs> well, great. Like, honestly, like, I, listen, I, you know, I really liked it at the time because, you know, we'd been starved of any tribe for like 20 years, right? But and the love boom was better. Oh, man, you can't say that. Yeah, I'm going to fucking say it. I'll say it. I'll say it again. The love boom was better. Dude. I'll say it again. <sighs> nah. Beats, rhymes, and life is better. Way better. Uh, I say they're about the same level. You know, because the nostalgia and everything, look, Space Program was cool, and We the People is a fucking banger. It is a solid wall of sound, it's great. That's cool, that's like, you know, yeah. tip being inventive, that's cool, but there a lot of it, there's one track with the with the Kendrick verse, and there's the fucking yeah, Donald. Conrad like, Tokyo. Nah, yeah, yeah no, nah, I listened to the whole album again, I was like, you know what? I feel this, man. I feel this. I, I prefer Love Movement. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, Love Moment isn't that bad an album. It's just when you've released, when you've released, uh, you know, Low End Theory, Midnight Maraud, you know, when they're the things that you're kind of coming off the back of. Hmm. You know, me trying Excursions. Low End Theory is an exercise in absolute genius and restraint. Do you know what I mean by restraint? Yes. Like, he doesn't do more than he has to. Like, yes, it, it's minimalist. It is, dude. I listened back to his albums recently in that tribe book that, that you sent, and that dude, like, people's instinctive passing and rhyme. I can't remember pronounce it, but <sighs> seriously, dude. I mean, that's timeless. That shit is timeless. Really is time. Like, obviously, I always have the tracks on every now and then. I would, I think, I play my look, my, my baby in my um, my, in Vicky's womb. He seems to respond to Bonita Applebum. Yeah, <laughs> he responds to the ding ding ding. Well, she's got it going on so yeah, yeah. but like I, what I don't do often is just sit down and listen to the whole albums like you know nowadays I haven't really sat down and listened to the albums again in a long time so I sat down and listened to the albums start to finish and just blown away I mean they do get progressively less good because they are so good like you know if the yeah. first two are, are equally I mean the second one's better I'd say it's the Godfather 2 isn't it um, yeah, no, yeah I think I think Low End Theory is one of the, well, it's my favourite album of all time but it's the yeah People's Instinctive Travels and Passive Rhythm is Amazing. a classic and Midnight Marauders is a classic I I prefer the f- first one to the third one if I had to choose uh, but most people I think would generally say that it goes Low End Theory Midnight Marauders then People's Instinctive Paths I'd go with you actually I'd say Low End Theory then People's and then uh um, then the, the love movement, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Master Killer, and then. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, in terms of opening, yeah, space programs up there. Just because of the, just because of the fact that it was, they could have done dog shit, and we would have loved it. I mean, but the fact that they did something that wasn't embarrassing, and that we yeah. the people was not only not embarrassing, it was so. Dude, I remember listening to that when um, Trump came into power in November, and just playing we the people over and over again, and uh, being overjoyed that Trump. Had got into power <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we the people yeah. <laughs> because it was on Saturday Night Live didn't they and 
Chappelle introduced him like, the same yeah. week of the election. It was such a. And then they had Fife on the on the, on the mural that came down, and Droby was there doing whatever yeah, Droby something. does. Yeah, something doing that weird kind what, of sideways dance. What, do, what does he do? Like, he doesn't rap well. Like he doesn't produce. Apparently, in the book you sent me, apparently, this is, and I quote, he kept their, 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 their he kept the sense of humor up. He like you know he kept the jokes going. I think what I, I think you could have done that. Um, but did you watch the the TV series um, that kind of chronicled Tribe? I think it was like a Netflix special from about two or three years ago. I, I, I saw the Michael Rappaport film, but I didn't that's see the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a great yeah, film. It was, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, it is a really good film. But I felt from that. I mean, obviously Michael Rappaport's got his own uh, angle and agenda, um, but I felt Jerobi's role was to be almost like Fife's backup because there seemed to be you know that split in the group and it was well it was yeah but Ali Shahi Mohammed and Q-Tip were really close they shared religion they shared the kind of the musicalness of stuff they shared the kind of the sampling and the kind of the search for new beats and whatever um, and Fife was I think separate and there, there was a bit of distance and obviously that grew over time didn't it and then he, there was actually physical distance when he moved down to was it Georgia Atlanta yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there was that physical but I always felt like Jerobi's role was to be like his his kind of wingman I think like into the cooter between like yeah Tip yeah. and maybe that's all he was like a fucking sideman to to, to, to fight. I mean look if it yeah. if it gave us three of the greatest albums of all time plus some three other I mean I know plus the low end theory <laughs> plus three other uh, still still extremely good albums and for most artists they would be I think I've said it before for most artists they would still be kind of up there as the uh, as the highlights of people's careers but because it's tribe it's tribe so you know um yeah, if it, if it allowed that to happen, yeah, he's part of the part of the group. And yeah, well, fair play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going back to the openings, there. Yeah. yeah, excursions. Yeah, it's just it's just perfect. I, I I can't get past it. I think it's per. I think the album is perfect. It really is perfect, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. Well, you've got uh, you've got everything in there as well, haven't you? Um, yeah, excursions, bugging out, rap promoter, butter, verses from the abstract, show business, vibes, and so the infamous date rape. Yeah, I was just about to mention. Yeah, in terms of like, <sighs> like listening back to it the other day again, it's so you know, it's just so on point. Once again, five, right? It's, like, it's just yeah. so on point. It's just, it's, it's nearly 30, it's 30 years old, dude. It's 30 years old, and it is what we call the definition of timeless music. I mean, of that genre, that era, again, like that golden era, I would, my favorite album is Resurrection, but it's not a better, I'm not fucking stupid. Low End Theory is a better album, sonically, lyrically, in every which way, aesthetically. Um, it's a better album. Low End Theory is an absolute masterpiece. 
just like you know what you particularly vibe with at a particular time right and like why I chose most of super magic from the aesthetic that no one fucking even remembers but um, uh, you know and then you know then there's you with fucking Edan's primitive plus but um, that's a decent intro <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible no but you know excursions I mean this 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 lends itself to having to do a proper episode on um, tribe some point right coming back some question about tribe so we can really go in on um, some of the verses and the structures and the actual beats because they deserve a bit a whole podcast don't they absolutely probably, probably do a whole fucking podcast about one track to be honest but um, yeah. uh, I think there's there's probably podcasts about tribe are there not probably are yeah I mean you could quite easily dig through you know all of their albums and each of the different albums go through each track in depth with a fine tooth comb and oh can you mention that <laughs> not podcast <laughs> but I, I got a book today um, that was referenced in the tribe book that you got me was um, uh, Check the Technique uh, oh, I can't remember the guys right Bobby Bob something but it's a book where they break down uh, like classic hip hop tracks line by line by line they go into in depth into them and uh, try for resurrection features in that actually as one of the greatest hip-hop tracks of all time and he goes and he dissects it line by line bob coleman i think the, the name of the author is and the dude looks whiter than you uh, so um if he can do it you can do it <laughs> so it's called check the technique um yeah have a look at brian it, coleman brian coleman brian coleman yeah yeah brian coleman there's a really good website um that looks at the 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 musicality of um creating rhymes and sort of dissects how the kind of the lyricism of things um that's well worth kind of checking out as well mm-hmm. um i don't and i think he's the guy martin connor um and he is see the album uh, his website's called rap analysis and he's released a book as well um and i mean you read the, the stuff on his blogs um he's not quite so active anymore i think he's doing some other stuff but he um he breaks it down and kind of he's a music teacher so his background mm-hmm. is in like thinking about music theory and he breaks it down like how they how people work around the rhyme and around the beat and, uh, and it's a really interesting read but he's he's done a book as well but it's one of those that kind of sits at like 25 30 quid on amazon and you're like well well i, well, I like it uh, so I'm, I'm, well, you I'm, need to help you need to help amazon out they're a, they're a small company they could do with the dollars so um yeah. well it's not like we're going to get it anywhere else in this country are we mm-hmm. now we're in lockdown from the rest of the world because we're not allowed to <laughs> My dishwasher broke. I know we're completely safe. Sorry. Hello, everyone. My dishwasher broke this week. I know. I'm so middle class. We can't buy another one because because we're not part of the EU anymore. No, can't. They're unavailable. It's like ridiculous. So bitter. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had, had to wash parts. I've had to wash parts myself. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I, I mean, God, there's some amazing albums that I just want to go back and revisit now that we've talked about today. Yeah, we should. I guess we've closed this episode. When you do the editing, you've already closed it now, and we've gone into the chit chat section already. I know. Um, I like the chit chat bit. It's the yeah, best yeah. Bit. No, I mean, yeah, just, 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 we can just end the last episode. Um, yeah. What do you want to talk about next? I don't know. We probably need to say goodbye, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>
Mike Peter. Uh, 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 yeah, I, 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 I'm rubbish here, so I really should mention it, but we do have a website, <laughs> hostilerecon.com, and we have... Really? Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Dude. I didn't know, know that. Hostilerecon.com. I've not been to that. Hostilerecon.com. It's the same website dodgy. you've been to before. I've just... Uh, yeah. Oh, We've also got a Twitter and Instagram, hostilerecon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, have you got merchandise? You put my face on a T-shirt? Uh, yeah. And mugs. Yeah, you look a lot like a pigeon. My mug and uh, a mug. <laughs> uh, and, and we've actually got Spotify playlists as well. I know. Yeah. 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 So what we do for each episode, we, we release a playlist of tracks that we, well, the ones that we think are relevant uh, but we also release an open long list for people to add their own so where the people think we've gone wrong uh, they can add their own tracks to this playlist and we'll collaboratively build a nice big playlist of awesome tracks related to whatever that episode was I, I didn't know that shit alright <laughs> I'll start doing yeah. that yeah <laughs> I know it's, it's only me at the moment doing it so you know <laughs> but we have many fe- special guests like Andy <laughs> yeah should we have more guests what Andy <laughs> Yeah, Andy, obviously, yeah. Should we have should we have Andy back? <laughs> yeah, I think so. We probably roped them into it because they're doing fuck all else in Italy right now. So. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I, I quite liked I quite liked the episode with Andy. Although listening back to it, um it did feel like we were just abusing her. No no, you. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Um, I was trying to I was trying to like put, you know, spread blame about a bit. You're using but, yeah, the, yeah you using the royal we there, mate. I was, yeah. <laughs> And using the royal we, given the current circumstances, I was going to say quite timely. Yeah, yeah quite timely. <laughs> yeah, we should probably. Yeah, we should probably bring her back on so I can be extremely nice. Yeah, to her. yeah. That was a funny episode, dude. Listening yeah. back, oh, dude, that. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me that morning. That common mood thing, and then your fucking stupid pictures. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't stop laughing to that the whole morning. <laughs> you could have mooed or something. <laughs> just that's what did me uh, all morning I had a fucking laughing because of that I just was, oh, I don't know where you came from but I just went DMX barking and then you said yeah Common could have mood or something <laughs> it's, it's, I think the problem was it'd be encroaching into Master P's territory wouldn't it well, that's it that's it that was yeah. on you volume 2 <laughs> oh god right I'm going to end the recording now yeah. <laughs>